0: Hey what's up bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app that's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to Watch AGTV. Use the code BAR the number one to get ten percent off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to Watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off.
1: Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3, B-A-R.
0: Yo, welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat. the Reformation yeah. The bar. Biblical and reformed.
2: Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne is building right back in here. Another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming to your speakers to your earbuds. Wherever you listen to the bar, we are grateful that you are listening. And I want to start off by first apologizing a little bit for my audio. Um, me and my guest, uh, we got our, he was on time. I was late, had my, my times mixed up, but, uh, I'm calling from my phone and headed to the microphone for the listeners to get a little better as the show goes on. But I wanted to, uh, still keep my promise with my guest as well as make sure I give you guys good quality. So here we are. I also like to start the show by thanking the listeners, everybody for, uh just sharing the podcast, just being a part of the Bar family, the Bar network, the Bar community. We just appreciate every time you share, you tag, you know. And if you would, do me a favor, screenshot your player, tag us in it, let us know, let everybody know who your favorite podcast is. And so today, also, like I do every week, I bring you another awesome guest. Uh You guys know how much I love the RTS family, and this is uh, a member of that family. And we have on none other than Dr. Scott Swain. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on.
2: Awesome, awesome. I appreciate you accepting my my invitation. I know this is a busy time for a lot of uh, universities and things like that, so I appreciate you taking time out. So what i like to do with my guests is give them an opportunity to introduce themselves, anything you want to share, whether it's personal or professional. Let me give you the floor to do that right here.
1: Great. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, I'm a Florida boy, grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm in a Christian home, and oldest of three kids, and uh, son of a lawyer. And for a long time, I thought that's what I was going to do as well. And towards the end of my undergraduate study I sent to call to Christian ministry and my pastor said, Well, you need to get some training before you jump into that and so I went off to seminary and as I got into seminary and really learning how to read the Bible and understand the biblical languages and the history of theology just captivated me and many other things. I, I began to sense a call to an academic vocation under the guidance mm. of several of my professors. And so kind of kept on after seminary and went on and did a Ph.D. And and then I, for the last about 17 years now, I've been teaching theology in a number of different places. But in 2006, the Lord brought my family and me back to Florida And um, I've been teaching theology at RTS Orlando. And then for the past two years, I've been also serving as the president of this campus. I am husband of one wife named Lee, (laughs) who is a wonderful uh, gift from the Lord to me. And we together have four kids. Our oldest is about to graduate from high school. And she's heading off to the University of Florida in the fall, go Gators. And then I've got a a daughter who's a sophomore in high school and then two sons who are in eighth grade and sixth grade. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah, I have four kids as well. Um, One in college, uh, one in sixth grade, and two that are real babies, five and too, <laughs> so mine is spread Oh man! More so, you are
1: you got them across the spectrum.
2: Yeah, changing diapers and you know driving—it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man! Yes, sir. So, um, you, you kind of touched on briefly, you know, your transition from, uh, I guess ministry to more the academic. I'm actually very curious in that, uh, I guess how that came about. You know, you were talking about the transition into academics. Can you kind of recall your mindset and then you kind of knew that's the direction you wanted to go?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, for me, it was a process, and I think this is true always with the Lord's guidance. He he often doesn't give us the blueprint ahead of time. It just kind of reveals... Mm -hmm one step at a time, and we often see God's providential work by looking backwards, but not forwards. But there were, um, I think, several kind of defining moments along the way for me. When I went to seminary, I I had a sense of a calling to the ministry of the Word, and and I thought that would probably mean pastoral ministry. Um, In seminary, I was exposed to some very exciting kind of overseas church planning opportunities. And I very seriously contemplated uh, going over to Asia, actually, during seminary. With a, We had a church planning emphasis. But it, through kind of interacting with professors and, and getting opportunities for kind of research and teaching along the way, I, I slowly really sensed that, that my calling might be more to an academic vocation. I remember one day after... My beginning Greek class, and I was asking one of my professors a question about uh, mm. he, Ephesians actually two, eight, nine, and ten, and why there was a neuter pronoun and, and, and what that meant in relationship mm. to grace and salvation and faith. And I remember at the end of the conversation he said, "You know, God might just be preparing you to be a theologian." based upon the, the questions, conversation we were having. And in over the course of the way, you know, writing papers and seminary and things like that, I had several professors just encourage me to consider further study. Part of what had happened for me though was really, you know, I was raised in a in a church that was um very committed to things like expository preaching, mm-hmm. uh very committed to evangelism. And I think that part of the hurdle I had to get over was believing that an academic vocation could actually serve the church, right? That it wouldn't just be a um, kind of in- irrelevant or purely theoretical endeavor. But but along the way, I, through the Council of People and then just in the course of ministry, I came to see that you know there is a, r- a real place for folks who dedicate their lives to serious and deep study of Scripture and theology and that there's a there is a service to the church um, in that I, I I was with a group of pastors last spring at the uh, Twin Lakes Fellowship, and they had asked me to come in and speak on some quite kind of lofty things related to the doctrine of God and. Mm -hmm. I told them, I said, I really see my vocation as kind of being a research assistant to those who are in full-time ministry, both preparing them for ministry, both, you know, in the classroom, but also serving those who are out there and trying to be a resource, trying to help them in their study. And so that's kind of how I've I've come to view my own academic vocation. It's a service of the church, but but it's for the—while I am a minister and while I do preach and do these other Mm -hmm. things— the main emphasis of my ministry is kind of indirectly through trying to equip others and resource others and serve others.
0: Cool, uh, that that's really good. I'm glad you took time to to walk through that, um, and I definitely can see that. Uh, I guess that effect uh, and how that even uh, how that ties together, and I love the fact that you know it's it's not like you know the the, the coined I guess phrase is the ivory tower, you know, locked away, you know, just getting smarter, but actually interacting. I, I love that, uh, as well. Um, as far as, uh, RTS and, and, uh, since you taken I guess the role as president, um, what has, what, what has been some of the things you observed as far as like, uh, the, the growth or interest in, uh, reform theology, uh, in general. And then also, uh, if any African-American Hispanic community.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, Certainly the last, you know, decade or more, there has been a resurgence of interest in Reformed theology, and I think that comes from a number of different places. I think it comes from the work of people like R.C. Sproul, John Piper, Tim Keller, who have kind of popularized some of the main themes of Reformed theology in their writings, but also in their speaking. And I've seen it with, you know, kind of a younger generation that are called into Christian ministry. There, there's there been a real um, interest in this. I mean, I, I remember in seminary, one of the first books I read just kind of outside of the seminary classroom was R.C. Sproul, The Holiness of God. And so I, I think mm-hmm. I've been kind of influenced by this Reformed resurgence as well. And I do see it. Um, being something that really has gripped the the hearts of a diverse range of Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, over the past several years, been pushing an African-American leadership initiative, and that originally grew out of Jackson, Mississippi, and our campus there, and some Partnerships between the seminary and, and various churches and individuals and ministries, but it's really something that's gaining momentum across the whole RTS system, uh, trying to serve African American Christianity, uh, the the big God theology that's captivating hearts there as well, and I do see it in in Hispanic churches as well. In Florida, we obviously have a a very uh, high population. Central Florida um, has a has a for just for example, since the the kind of catastrophic events in Puerto Rico a couple of years
2: mm-hmm.
1: ago, Central Florida has become one of the main uh, places for Puerto Rica Puerto Ricans in the United States, kind of rivaling the the influx. Into New York uh, several decades ago, and so there's a a new interest in reform theology in those communities as well, and we are trying to to serve that interest and stoke the fire as much as we can, and and equip folks in ways that um, are really useful to them in their context.
0: Right, now that that's that's awesome to hear. Um, and yeah, I was just at the uh, Ligonier Conference. And my family was there in Orlando, and and noticed a you know huge Hispanic, I guess, community mm. in that area. So I definitely, definitely know that. And you know, I, my background is I came out of the the Word of Faith and the Prosperity mm. Gospel, and even the New Apostolic Reformation. And I know for sure that that stuff or mess affects the uh, Hispanic community uh, in a, in a large way as well. Um, uh, I'm not sure how connected you are, but have you, uh, witnessed encountered or, you know, any kind of, uh, or this or encountered, um, people that are, I guess, fallen subject to those false teachings, uh, or have, have you had any interaction with anybody that, you know, may have, uh, went through that and, you know, gave you a testimony about, you know, sound theology or anything like that?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, one of our alums who was serving past two years, one of the first hires that, that actually made his president, uh, a guy named Winston Miller, who was serving as our admissions director for a couple of years, he came to RTS and he had been uh, raised in, Kind of nurtured in a oneness tradition. And over the course of his time here, and I think some very patient instruction from both the churches he got involved here within Central Florida, but also uh, his professors and, and fellow students, his whole family um, came to a Trinitarian understanding of God and of, of the gospel and like I said, he, he served for us as our admissions director for a couple of years and now he's gone back to South Florida, which is where he came from and he's planting a church there. And so it's a it's 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 a as you said, it's a has a huge influence um in a number of not only Hispanic communities but kind of Caribbean uh communities that we have in the state of Florida and South Florida, especially. Um, And so getting clear teaching on the triune God and also with that, really the the nature of the gospel of grace. I think that Mm -hmm. for Winston was a big part of his conversion, not only a clear understanding of the God who's revealed in Scripture, but also the nature of the Gospel that's revealed in Scripture.
0: Awesome. Good deal. That's always encouraging, man. I hope someone listening uh, got that, man. I I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Right here, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I'm John and I am Joe, and we are the hosts of the Pastor Discussions Podcast. And we like to call it your weekly conversation
1: on doctrine, faith, and the Christian life
0: because that's exactly what it is. And because you're listening to this commercial, you have already found some bar podcasts, and we are part of the Bar Podcast Network.
1: And new episodes of our shows drop every Monday, so we invite you to check them out.
0: We're just a couple of rural pastors that sit down and have discussions about different topics and work through things together, and we want you to come join us in the discussion. You can find out more by visiting pastordiscussions.com or subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes. It's <laughs> good. Um, I, can, I can edit this. <laughs> I can edit this. All right, we're back in here with Dr. Scott from the sunny place, Orlando, RTS Orlando. I know they didn't have to beg you too hard to come to <laughs> come back home and and, and and work. I'm sure they didn't. Um, so uh I don't know if you know, but uh Ligan Duncan is a dear, dear friend of mine. Um uh, got to meet him Good. for the first time uh at Ligonier's conference and i always tell people that uh dr duncan is the godfather of the modern uh reformation he, he has all the connections and he knows everybody <laughs> and uh and, and and i always shout him out anytime i have someone from rts he he has been just a big big inspiration uh big time encourager uh, and, and, and definitely a supporter of the show. So I can't have an RTS guest on without saluting the Godfather for sure.
1: <laughs> well, that's great. Well, when I, when I came on the faculty of RTS in 2006, that that was one of the small periods over the last 25 years where Ligon was not on the faculty at that time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I, I met him briefly uh, at PCA General Assembly back in 2006. But then – really didn't get to know him until he became chancellor now several years back and uh he's become a good friend of mine and and definitely a big encourager to me personally but also a supporter of the work here in orlando um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i'm I'm very grateful for his leadership of rts
0: yes sir great great guy and i think i got got a special place in his heart because i live uh in the, the city where he grew up, you know, Greenville, South Carolina. So ah, I, South that's, Carolina that's my, boy, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm from North Carolina. Yeah, he, 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 but I live I think live he, I in think South he Carolina.
1: privileges South Carolinians. <laughs> uh, I do think he privileges
0: South Carolinians. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely admit to that that is for sure. Um <laughs> so uh I, I what I like to do on the back end is what I call the bar signature questions. These are three questions that I ask all of my guests and I used to say there were unique, special questions, but uh found out people have been stealing my questions, so that they're starting to <laughs> read, pop up in different podcasts, uh, guys with Bibles, not mention any names, but, you know, there's a podcast that steals my question. But anyway, first signature <laughs> bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to?
1: Oh, man, that's easy. For me, it's mostly classic rock. Um, nice. I... I, I Graduated high school in the 90s and went to college in the 90s, so I, I do like some kind of 90s stuff too. But mm-hmm. mostly classic rock for me. One of the things I've prided myself on with my kids is trying to expose them to to that a bit. And my oldest daughter, who's now graduating from high school, when she was a little girl, saw would come on the radio, and I'd say, "All right, now who's that? Who's that?" <laughs> and last year, she was a uh, She was at school and they they were kind of having a a break. I think they had just come through exams. And so they were playing a game, kind of some kind of trivia game. And she won the game based on her her knowledge of classic rock. So this was my kind of proud and defining moment as a dad. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. All right. So next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading?
1: What book or books? Yeah, always kind of working through a few books at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. One of them that I'm really loving, and I'm hoping to write up a little review, um, hopefully in the next few weeks, is by Andrew Abernathy, who teaches at Wheaton College. And uh, I'm going to have to look at the title here. It's it's a book on the book of Isaiah, and Mm -hmm. it's on the kingdom of God in Isaiah. I'm going to look it up here. Make sure I give you the right title. Yeah, The Book of Isaiah and God's Kingdom, A Thematic Theological Approach. So it's a a book in the IVP series, New Studies in Biblical Theology. So its focus is on biblical theology, and it's looking at the theme of the kingdom of God in the book of Isaiah. What I love about it is so many people talk about the kingdom of God today, and, and oftentimes they never really talk about the king In the kingdom. And so this book focuses a lot on how Isaiah portrays God as king, how it portrays his attributes, how it portrays his actions, and then how it portrays his work through his servants and the coming Davidic king. And it's just a wonderful book. Um, I think anyone who's studying the book of Isaiah, anyone who's preaching Isaiah would want to pick up that book. So it's Andrew Abernathy.
0: Nice, good deal, good deal. All right. So, last signature bar question is: What podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any?
1: Oh, you've exposed me. You know, I'm not a real listener to uh, podcasts or sermons. Um, I probably need to fix that, don't I, Dwayne? <laughs> no, I'm 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 a visual guy, and sure. so I I I benefit. More from reading. And so yeah. I, I read a lot, but I don't listen to a lot, except when I'm listening to my uh Led Zeppelin.
0: Got it. Got it. No, that's that's a very <laughs> common answer. Uh a lot of uh pastors professors uh much rather read sermons than listen. Um and, you know, busy guys like yourself uh don't have much time for podcasts, but the bar is 30 minutes. I don't know if you got a 30 minute commute or 30 minute scroll down to campus. You can always click on the bar and it's just a quick 30 minute where you can uh, listen to some very interesting folk, man. So uh, I invite you to 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 become a subscriber.
1: <laughs> thank you that's great that's great
0: awesome all right sir well i really appreciate our time together uh like i told your assistant man we like to keep it around 30 minutes just for that short commute just for that stroll up the up the campus and in closing i want to give you the floor anything you want to tell my listeners whether it's personal i mean not personal professional but whether it's a word of encouragement or announcement just keep in mind the show probably won't drop until the middle of may but i'm gonna give you the floor to do that right here
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, I mean, first of all, thanks for having me. It's been great to talk to you, and grateful for the opportunity to uh, speak to your audience. Uh, One thing I would mention is uh, RTS Orlando has launched a new initiative last summer called the Paideia Center for Theological Discipleship, and the whole purpose of the center is to take the deep, enriched theology of Scripture. Reform Theology, and help get it outside of the seminary classroom for the interested layperson, uh, for the pastors, and the main way we're doing that is through both regional reading groups where we read classic texts, but then a, a conference in January on the Orlando campus. And this coming January, the theme will be devoted to soul care, And we'll have Sinclair Ferguson, Scott Redd, and Michael Allen as the three main speakers. So the Paideia Center for Theological Discipleship, we've got a website. You can check it out. You can register for a reading group. You can register for the conference as well.
0: Awesome. 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 And next time I'm in Orlando, I might need to come by and and see you guys. (laughs) Seriously. Come and see me, man. Yes, sir. I, I definitely would love to make that happen. Um, my wife fell in love with Orlando. We went. We took the kids, did the whole Disney experience. So we definitely will be back. Um, man, right. I I really appreciate you taking time. Again, to the listeners, make sure you check out the bar. Every Tuesday, make sure you check out all the Bar Network podcasts. Uh, you can get everything at thebarpodcast.com. And it's summertime. Let's get those uh, T-shirts, uh, tank tops, dad hats, trucker hats, all stuff with the bar, your favorite podcast. So you can rep your favorite podcast while the weather get a little warmer. So go to the thebargear.com for that. And to everybody else, God bless you. Appreciate you for listening. And we are out. what's up bar listeners It's finally here the bar exclusive content yes that's right you can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as two dollars a week or five dollars a month for the year to get exclusive content what is the exclusive content i'm glad you asked The exclusive content is additional information from my guests extra time with them and like the green moon setting laid back them asking me questions i ask them questions and also the facebook group you get a invitation to the facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up The link's in the show notes. Join the VIP inside the bar group and we'll see you there.